1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
3: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr. Bean, a more Steve McQueen, Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF.
4: Hello and welcome to Footballistic the Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Back to normal this week. Last week we had a special drunken podcast recorded on the way in the car on the way back from Old Trafford.
2: You sent that to me about 12.30. Yeah. And you seemed unsure at the time whether it was going to pass quality control. Yes. And Jim, who was going to join us for the podcast last week, I had to message him in the morning and go, look, we've received this podcast, it's going through quality control, mm. and if it's approved, yeah, then we're not podding, and that's going to go out. But apart what from a Dan... tense moment for Jim. For Jim. Apart, apart, <laughs> from, uh, apart from Dan, everyone was fairly coherent. Yeah, I thought so. I
4: had... Um, reaction was, was, I would say, 90% positive... And then about ten percent people were saying never allow that drunken oaf. I presume they're talking about Dan
2: on the podcast again. Yeah, Billy Lum was delighted because no longer Billy, he yeah. made the most drunken appearance on Famous, which, which turned him the podcast,
4: which turned him into a non-drinker. I believe. I think he. Really? he th- yeah, I think he's been. What's the word? Dry is Teetotal? it? like total for a couple of years. I think I'm pretty really? sure since then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I maybe yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Um, that's what we do. That's the power of the podcast. But it was great. Did you enjoy your trip overall? I had a, had a great time. Fantastic time. You took time. the train up and had we a driver took... bring you yeah, back. Yeah, as I everyone, as everyone, controversially, these Monday night games, um, often at uh, eight o'clock it's often difficult for a there's no trains back after yeah, it's a pain. that time. So, um, but luckily I was, I'm with, I was with Dermot and Dan and Dom and John Dermot, the driver. We, we organized, they organized this brilliant car back, Yeah. Incredible service from John the Driver and great wine, et cetera. And yeah. he supplied the wine? Well, I, I, think, I, I don't know. The car company must have supplied the wine. I don't know. I don't right. know. But, yeah, it was, it was delicious. What time did you get home? I got home about three. Wow. It was a bit... What take, it take, took about two and a half hours just to get outside of, like, Salford, basically. Because wow. I guess, partly because of the no train fact, I guess a lot of people were in coaches and stuff. So, yeah, there's a bit of a hold-up. But anyway. Right. We're it's, back to normal tonight. With days. you here, Josh... Back by my side, and Jim already referred to, aka East Loa, is here. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Jim.
3: Uh, thank you. Well, uh, thank you.
4: And Dean, aka AFC Camden, is here. Hello. Hello Dean. Um, who actually comes from Camden? I do indeed. Yeah. Um, and if you could speak closer to the mic, that'd be great. There you go. Um, before, I guess you know we've got two matches to talk about. Really, you've got Thursday's 4 0 triumph, which everyone teams have forgotten as if it didn't happen they've either forgotten about it or decided that Emery somehow isn't the manager of that team he's only the coach of the team they get annoyed by which is the team that plays in the league that can be let's say not exciting enough for yeah, the hardcore uh,
2: fans Boyd I could manage us in the Europa League and get us to the quarterfinals. so why do you want to give nah, in- Emery such true. wonderful qual- I don't think that's true. really no I think you could I'm not saying this I don't think I'm special
4: I couldn't necessarily get I think any of us could Could get Arsenal through
2: To the quarterfinals Europa Mm -hmm. League I
4: think that's a bit of a a Did you see Standard
2: Liège? Yeah Were dreadful
4: Of course they were dreadful But it still take You still have to pick the right team Play the right tactics And we played He's just picking who's not in the
2: first team It's not that (laughs)
4: <laughs> we could, But he could not... You know, he gets no. criticised when he, when he doesn't rotate enough. He, he played Aubameyang in the, the previous week. So he, all these things aren't as straightforward as... You're in the... Everything's straightforward. All the teams we're playing, Bournemouth the shit. We should have beaten them 10-0. All this no.
2: Thing.
4: I'm B- just B- trying B- to bring B- in, M- as I'm doing shit. week by week...
2: I thought they were better than what some nuance, some
3: nuance to the situation. Josh has changed. I mean, after being all oh, that, that loyalty for Wenger, now, now oh, this. This is, this, is, this is
4: what happens. We can work out. All I'm
3: saying is the simplistic attitude...
4: That the manager's only responsible for when we play boring football, never gets any credit for when we do well. Like the first half, can I just quote? I'm going to quote, I'll kick things off by quoting Dean, who I thought had a very fair summary on his Twitter yesterday. This is what Dean said AFC Camden, a good and vibrant first half. Vibrant. We were vibrant. We were good. We did play attacking football. We had something like eight or nine shots. I mean, someone said, or Bino, who's an Arsenal fan, said that was terrible. I didn't consider that to be terrible. I think it's fine. And And then in the second half, we were terrible, disjointed. But they obviously came out, and they were going for it in the the second half. And they're not a terrible team. They're mid-table. They've unbeaten in four before us. All these things have to be taken into account. And clearly the manager picked a team, an attacking team, including Ceballos in midfield, to attack them. In the second half, it didn't happen. But is he responsible for that? Does he send them out going, all right, stop attacking now? I don't think so. I think there was These an emphasis
2: retreat in that second half. I don't half, think that's course.
4: true. I, if you looked at Kiyon, Martin Kian, was on Match of the Day 2. Did we, did we watch Match of the Day 2? Yeah. His analysis was, the player, what the players were doing from the first minute in the first half, which was pressing right the, right up front, so Bios and bamming and they were pressing, and the whole team kind of followed suit, attacking right from the first minute. They didn't do that in the second half. Correct. And I don't believe for a minute that the manager's going, oh, it's uh, going to Aubameyang, stop pressing them from the front. So give, give that up, it's not worth it anymore. I just think the players don't necessarily stick to the plan minute in, minute out. That's my feeling.
3: Well, maybe they don't fully understand it. Okay, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Expand. Uh, just that uh, they... I I, because it's quite, it's quite baffling how... Um, you know, they they click sometimes and they don't click other times and it's been yeah, it's not just this last few games sure. we're doing quite well don't get me wrong we're doing better in the league but yeah. in terms of the way we've played since he joined it's it's the stop start would be probably a fair way of putting it and um, and you wonder whether whether they're stop start because the players aren't following his orders or whether they don't quite understand what he wants or whether he doesn't I don't know yeah. it's, just, you know, it's yeah, a hypothesis yeah. of course and, and I don't think his I think his communication skills have got better but I don't think they're that great. I understand him now completely, but don't really yeah. understand what he says. Yeah, but, um, yeah. And I, I don't know, it's... it's but what, in, in terms of
4: yesterday's game in particular, mm. um, they understood what he was doing, in the, wanted them to do in the first half, I mean, generally. I mean, it could have been a bit better, I guess. But in general, I think you'd have to be, for me, you'd have to be pretty picky and pretty resolutely anti-him <laughs> to see that first half in a negative way, for me. Like, I thought, generally, we played pretty well, pretty dominant, you know. And kind of ran the game, you know, in our way. So for them to then not do that in the second half, A, Bournemouth deserves some credit, don't they, for mm-hmm. kind of snapping into gear. And B, then, I think once that, clearly they were on, right, we're going mm. to be snapping into gear, be on the front foot in the second half. It's how our team dealt with that. And I, I'm not sure if they're going, oh, what did the manager say about how we dealt with this? Or it just, there's such a deep-rooted... Kind of,
3: um, he said. Emery said that they lost a bit of confidence. Yeah, there's a deep rooted confidence is issue, a mental mentality issue. But it's odd, isn't it? Why, why would they lose confidence? they against- Because I
4: think it's a fragility. They know there's a history. Our, our fragile history is so paint in the office that I think it's t- going to take a long time to get rid of that. I don't know. What, what what's your feeling? For me?
0: If you look at the performance, it was almost like a perfect example of Emery's tenure. Mm. First half pressing, looking really good. Second half. Retreating, not looking as great, uh, and it's almost like the players are not quite sure about you know what they've been told to do or what the actual plan is. Um, if you look at the results, you know they're directionally correct in the league, we're kind of winning games, um, but is that as a result of his tactics or the fact that the league's not great? Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not quite sure to be honest. I'm not quite sure. What's your feeling about the game,
4: Josh? Do you are you, are you do you think it was? unutterably tedious
2: and right I didn't think the you first were, half. Were, you, were you the there? The first half was okay. Yeah, of course I was there. Yeah. The, the first half I thought was, was fine, if uninspiring. The second half mm-hmm. was poor. And, and I don't understand why Callum Wilson decided to try and pass across the six. It wasn't even the six-yard box. He was like four or five yards out. It, it was an extraordinary decision to try and square it across goal. I mean, they could, could have quite easily taken a point. And, mm-hmm. But for Abamyang hitting the post from a sort of ultimately a mistake that led to Chambers getting across him. We didn't do very much in the second half. I don't know. I don't think that I'm just being hugely negative against Emery. I promise you. I just am <laughs> oh, no, like, just thinking are. what I've been to this year. But I'm I not sat saying in the way end at Watford, and that second half was dreadful. The second half against Watford. Mm. Now for the last chunks of the game against Villa, really poor. And I think it said more about Villa that we managed to come back and win, but it did show a bit of character. Mm. Um, you know, just that there's been some really poor halves of football that we've we've put in. Mm. And I don't know. I, um, I mean, it was interesting what Jim just said there about like understanding. Yeah. I still... And I spoke to one of the uh, journalists last week who is at every Arsenal press conference. Mm. And he said he's convinced from what he hears from within the camp the players find it very difficult with the manager and with translating. And I tell you what, um, you, you saw the comments that Saka did after he scored against Eintracht Frankfurt where in his post-match interview he referred to Freddie Lundberg having to translate a lot of stuff. And if that had been a more senior player in the squad, that would have got turned into a massive story. I think it was like a 17, is he 17, 18? 18. Because 18, 18, yeah. 18. it was an 18-year-old kid making his, one of his first prints in Europe for the club, scoring his first goal for the club. There wasn't much attention on that. But I tell you what, if that had been like Xhaka, or Tourette, or someone else in that squad going? Yeah, Freddie Lundberg's actually really helping me understand. So I don't know what's going on here. It would have been turned into a big story, and I, it still worries but me I a think, bit.
4: I know you, not, you, you mentioned that before, but my feeling—I mean, I, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying his communication skills are supreme. Clearly, yeah. they're not. But I think that in that, I think that his, him and Freddie clearly have this close mm. relationship because he was doing it again yesterday. That they were talking to him. They were kind of. I think that's a separate thing. I think Freddy Lundberg is taking it upon himself to almost coach and help sucker mm almost as much as he can, through this experience of becoming... Which, by the way, again, I I think we need to give the coach some credit for for immediately getting him as a regular place in the team after that great yeah. performance against Frankfurt. Because he didn't need to do that. Mm. Not every manager would have done that. I don't even necessarily believe Wenger would have done that. I think Wenger was quite conservative
2: about his well, who, who would Wenger be picking in his place at the moment, do you think?
4: I don't know. One of the players that was ahead of him. Because it's kind of shifted position, isn't it? Reese really Nelson. Necessary. He'd have kept
2: Mkhitaryan,
1: that's the thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly.
4: Thank you. And certainly Reese Nelson was ahead of him, who's I think a much less... A, well, I, I like Reese Nelson, but I think a slightly less exciting prospect. Mm. And, you know... Martinelli, another one, you know... Playing. Nelson had a few right,
2: so, opportunities uh, hasn't taken these, them.
4: I'm giving these examples of things where we, we should give credit to manager, and, and the reluctance, to, I find fascinating, not by you, I mean, you're being reluctant now, but generally on this kind of whole, the social media yeah. anti-Emery grouping, no, I
2: think, grouping, it's, it's, I think it's incredibly
4: <laughs> reluctant to it's give him any credit for anything. And I think these, I'm just bringing up these examples of things he does deserve credit for.
2: I just think there's also a realistically limited number of options. You,
4: if you... Take he doesn't need to play those three up front. He's he playing play...
2: that formation. Ozil has. You know, we'll talk about him later. He's not not involved. There aren't that many options. It's basically Nelson. I don't think you've given a valid answer of no, anyone no, else who that could, could be he, ahead of him.
4: He, he didn't need to play that formation. he Doesn't need to play uh, to, to play that many forward well, players. Well, like, again, seems the people have done that
2: are, since we started yeah, the season. Right. So that's give him what we're doing. For
4: that. Yeah, give him credit for that exactly. If
2: Lacazette was fit, he wouldn't be playing. You know, it's just it's just sometimes opportune moments. But you know, well, done, it's great to see. Like eighteen-year-olds. Playing far better than our new £72 million signing. So fantastic. Of course, yeah. keep him in the team.
0: I think it's less to do with translation and more to actually do about what his plan is. Right. What, his, what he's actually trying to communicate to the players. Because um, they often look, you know, lost the first half, they were pressing high, looked really good. Second half, dropped back. We have to give Bournemouth some credit, but there was a quote he made before the game talking about Bournemouth's tactics and how they were going to press us like, really high mm. and how we needed to be aware of that. It kind of struck me as a bit of a small club mentality quote. You know, we're Arsenal playing at home to Bournemouth. Why don't we focus on what we're going to do? I know a lot of people Criticise Wenger for this And only focusing on himself I was about to say However <laughs> against the... That's what
4: we did For years and years and years yeah. And it went completely wrong it's For about like we've gone... five years of... <laughs>
0: I mean it just did yeah, didn't
4: yeah, it? But we've gone from one end... at the time yeah.
0: Go on, sorry, right. to sorry One I... end of the spectrum To the other Where mm. Wenger yeah. never looked At an opponent Yeah, And Emery seems to Kind of become Obsessed with opponents Yeah, with his video dossiers yeah, yeah, and so. we, we kind of Need to say Look, We're Arsenal We've got all of these Amazing players Let's go out and play Let's go and press high <laughs> Let's go and, <laughs> and score goals As opposed to thinking About what Bournemouth Are going to do was at home, uh, and I think it was kind of demonstrated in the performance that kind of inhibition and lack of confidence in the second half. We don't we
3: don't have the arrogance that we need as well. You need yeah. you need to have uh, you know some real arrogance to mm. then put teams to the sword. We do we do lack collectively lack that a bit. Now I don't know why that would be, but you know you want I can't I don't think we've really thrashed many teams. I'm not saying you can thrash mm. teams all the time, but yeah. we've so many of our results under Emery have been close mm. and coming back from being a goal down, and this, that and the other. And, uh, and you know, maybe... I think it's ridiculous to get the knives out for him right now, because I think you need to give someone two years before you can properly judge. I, I really do think that. It's, then he's not... They're not going to get rid of him. No. It's, it's never going to happen. No. Not Not... Now. I mean, if results went badly... No, yeah, no, went, but they're not. But they're not, But I do think... And he's got some players to come back. And all, and all of those things would say, well, of course, he, he deserves to the end of the season. If at the end of the season he hasn't made it into top four, he's probably gone anyway. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but the big argument at the moment seems
4: to be, after, after Saturday's game, the big kind mm-hmm. of online thing that people were debating was... Do we want to play? Is the, is the priority to mm-hmm. play stylish, good, attractive, attacking? Whatever you call it, football. Yeah. Which people associate with the Wenger period. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, again, to be fair, we didn't play. We played incredibly boring football, in my opinion, for the last few years of the Wenger yeah. period. Just to spe- just to mention that, because a lot of these people <laughs> don't. So they want. So they pro- literally. I a debate yesterday on Twitter with someone yeah. about this, so he, and he, he actually said um, that it's more important to play well right now than to get points. Now I find that painfully ridiculous because I don't think it, I think it's always the priority to get yeah. points. Always, I mean everything. Obviously, now I know what he's trying to say was we repeat of last year because we had the twenty whatever match unbeaten run and the and that was a, that was we flattered to deceive and actually that masked the underlying problem and then we Absolutely. collapsed. But for me, the end of season collapse wasn't because we went twenty matches unbeaten. It was because the mentality struck our our our, our kind of um, flimsy. Lack of mental strength, which I remember <laughs> it was the thing that very used to go on about every week, well, that's what cropped up for mm. me at the end of last season.
0: I think what I would say is they're not mutually exclusive. You can perform yeah. well and, you know, take points. Of course. Um, and I think if you look long-term, if you perform well over the long period, you know, you'll generally be successful. Uh,
3: but, uh, yeah, I, I also think that if... Um, if you know, yeah, to win 1-0, I think it's great. It, it, and it, Sometimes you can just lock a game down and it's, it's a show of power but and we did it's brilliant. Own. But actually, we're letting a lot... We're letting a lot of chances go, yeah. or rather, the opposition yeah. are getting a lot of chances, and, and that's where that yeah you know the, these kind of tight wins will probably come unstuck unless we can find a way to be tighter at the back, yeah. which you know may well happen. But, mm. um, there are certain key like the, the, that question of, of you
4: know this the, the star the, the assumption that he's sending them out in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Again, from I just wanted to kind of address that again because can you really if you if you're picking that front three and Ceballos, as he did yesterday, um, can you really can you he's it, it not picking that team to play defensively mm-hmm. and to play conservative, is he I mean he could have picked he could he could pick a fairly a very bland yeah. three in midfield but he didn't yesterday to give him again to give him some credit and and to bang on again about the way he played the first half wasn't negative it's it, uh, for me, it's like, how do you know? How do we really yeah. know? I mean, this is a big question of what he, of how he's setting them up to play. Like, why are we assuming that it's down to him, that, that this so-called negativity and this boring way of playing? I just don't think that... that I don't think the, the evidence I think entirely... Ultimately, is, ultimately,
3: it's his responsibility to, for, yeah. for the way, the direction of the team in terms of how it's playing. And maybe he is a little bit too pragmatic at times. But when you said in the, sure. in the
4: post-patch interview, we, lacked, we we started to get the confidence yeah. that He's not telling them to play like that. Is, again, it's like... I, I, it's not picking them, but the buck stocks with right, him. Right, sure. yeah, And sure. it,
0: com- it comes over time as well. If you think about how they train, the conversations they have in the week, you know, mm. make sure you don't give away a chance or mm. make sure you drop back if it's 1 0. You know, whatever it aware say. of
4: be aware of what they do, yeah. the dossier, the videos, thing, 100% And
0: that will be having like subconscious effects on the players as the game progresses over time, as opposed to a more inspirational manager that's talking about, you know, we're going to continue to attack. We're going to get the second goal. Um, so those little details, you know, throughout the week mm. over an 18-month period uh, are seeming to come out, you know, whenever there's like a first sign of pressure. Oh, yeah. Um, and on the weekend, again, you know, it's not like a 1-0 win famous under sort of, George Graham. It was very much could have been 1-1, a bit like the Watford game where we did get pegged back.
2: You're, every Premier League game we've won this season has been by a goal. I didn't realise that until, yeah. until I was talking that earlier. Yeah. And I think that's just my mind. It's great that we're third. I'm really excited, but I just, don't necessarily think it's reflective of what it's not. I've seen. I think if you sort of analyze the games, it doesn't feel like we're we're third. And because of what happened with the sort of tailing off last season, it's just it's just a bit of a a bit of a concern. I think this sort of feeling like it's become a little bit more defensive and obviously going to Old Trafford and playing, you know, what we perceive as three more defensive minded midfielders in in Torreira, and Guedouzi. I think that is a bit of a response to the fact mm. that don't forget, you know, Newcastle had more shots than us. I think you know, Burnley came to Emory, had more shots than I was at Watford. What was it? 31, 31 shots, fans. something extraordinary. I think you have to react to that. And, yeah. they, and maybe it is just sort of, you know, getting through this period and, and, getting some points on the board, but I don't know you, you hope for more. You do. And, um, and, the, and
3: the obvious contrast, I mean, you've got some, you know, Solskjaer's struggling badly at Man U, mm. but the obvious contrast is what Lampard's done at Chelsea. And, you mm. know, they, they brought a lot of young players through much as Emery has, and they're playing, I think to me, looking at him, it looks like he's made a, a big deal. I don't watch a lot of Chelsea for obvious reasons, mm. but they... It and they lost
4: 4-0 to Manu. They
3: did on the yeah, first so you day. You can whatever, see what's going on but, but, they, but, but they seem to have changed. He seems to have changed. Yeah. Whereas, I, you know, you do... And I want Emery to succeed. Of course I do. I don't, I don't think the knives should be out from all the time as they are, because it's not helpful. But you do wonder he's been a year, you know, a year and a bit, when when that sort of obvious style is going to come through, yeah. if at all. I mean, mm. And and, and I'm, maybe it will, but it's odd, because it, you don't really feel I, like it's changing My massive. question about the style issue, right, is and I, you know,
4: how many teams in the Premier League have, have, a, have an, a clear style Or the style that I think fans in their minds think that everyone should be playing. I.e., I think what they mean is... When people say this, what they mean is play like Liverpool, Man City. Well, I (laughs) think, isn't it? I think, actually, actually, the only teams that play like that are Liverpool, Man City. And as we saw yesterday, even Man City can fuck that up. Yeah. Which is fascinating. And I know this is, like, the equivalent of... People say it's whataboutery. But the difference between, like, whataboutery in the real world, when you're talking about, you know, what about political issues, you know, and we thought was, actually, we're all in the same competition, these teams. And actually... Any, any team can beat any other team, as was proven yesterday. At any time, only Liverpool, right right now, have the capacity to play week in, week out, attractive football and win. Everyone else, as far as I can make out, is in a kind of similar boat. And I, and I think you have to take that into account. Yeah. It's hard, it's really hard, to, as far as I can make out, right now in this league... To week in, week out, play good football and win. It's fucking difficult. Mm,
0: I, I agree. And that's why I'm not necessarily saying we have to play good football. We just mm. have to have a distinctive style of play, whether it's defensive, whether it's quite moderate, where, all right, we don't. If it was we defensive, don't... though,
4: right? Say, it's 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 just to say, yeah, have, suddenly, he's like, what, we play a defensive
0: game. Yeah. People would be furious. But if we were winning 1 0 or winning 2 0 and locking the game down and I there don't was know no real threat that. a bit, like, I know, we've been told we play the Arsenal way, but it's only really. Well, it's, clear, it's clearly over. not a defensive style of well, football. No, too. no. <laughs> what it's style really, is it? It's
4: actually really... I think most games are really exciting. And I, think, I that's
0: the other thing. Because <laughs> we can see loads of shots. Well, yeah,
4: but, I mean, we are open. We play, yeah. you know, we play helter-skelter football. For sure. It was it, second half. I know we didn't have many shots in but it was a fairly helter-skelter game in the end. Yeah. And I know it was tense and stressful, but I don't get this whole thing of like, oh, how boring it is. I don't think we've had that many boring games at all. We've had some halves of football where we haven't had enough shots. Yeah. That's different. And I think, I do feel like our fan mates, as I said this last week, spoiled slightly. We, we are by, a little you know, bit. This idea that we deserve to on, have gone. Even just,
2: that trip you made to Old Trafford. Yeah. It right. was now, probably 15 minutes that okay. was loosely enjoyable of so a Really of that. good example, hmm. right. So the
4: first half was, was And very... let's not forget
2: Man United in the context of the current Man United yeah. team who have been right. dreadful.
4: Desperate not to lose, first of all, right? That was their priority that night. That Man United game, it absolutely was clearly 100. percent Desperate not to lose. The team wasn't as terrible as well, we, th- we, we thought it would be because mm. actually, the Pogba was playing. You know,
2: largely ineffective.
4: Yeah. <laughs> of course, but, um, of course he is. But this, I'm talking about this is how <laughs> difficult it is. You man, he can't get Manchester United playing well at all, and they were boring and tedious. We were the te- away team, remember, and everyone's going, oh, we had to dominate them. In the end, the first half was tedious. Second half, thought was quite exciting and interesting, and, and I had a great time watching that game. And, you know, I thought 1-0 was a fair result. And you can't... To assume that us, Arsenal, who never, ever do well at Old Trafford, should somehow... Because they're not playing well automatically... I think we were probably better there, there them, last year. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's nonsense. I think, you know, you can't, it, you can't be, you've got to be more realistic than that. Again, how- it's,
0: it's just the performance. Though. It's not, not necessarily the result, it's the performance. Sure. We'll
4: have a little break and we'll talk more about this fascinating issue. <laughs> and we're back from the break. Yes, yeah, so you were saying, Dean, it's about the performance.
0: Yeah, I think what we're looking for is some key indicators that over the long term, the performances are going to improve or we've got a certain style of play which is going to enable us to eventually, not only get in the top four, but a bit like Liverpool, compete for some silverware. And I think Mm. that's what we're looking for. I sat on this podcast about a year ago and said, look, we've got to give him time. You know, He's not massively inspiring as a coach, but we have to kind of see how it plays out over the next year. Give him a couple of transfer windows and hopefully we'll see a kind of style of play that we're working towards where... This is our style, this is how we play, and this is how we know we're going to get Mm. results. But right now, we just seem a bit like loose chicken, you know... Headless chicken, yeah. Yeah, headless chickens. We're not really going anywhere right now. Josh.
2: I just want to hear what you and, and the guys think about Pepe, because it is becoming a problem. That we've spent the most amount of money in our club's we history a, on someone that is—it's not
4: a problem. No, it's, I don't think it has been pretty
2: ineffective. What do you think? Pull, pull him out. I, the I team? Think,
4: no, I think he had a, he had a really good shot yesterday. Um, he he took he had the assist for the goal. He took that corner. He took a corner. He's, yeah. he's our only player who can take a good corner. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, you know, again, people are incredibly <laughs> negative at him without giving him any credit whatsoever. Because he actually started the, started the season quite well with some really, really good dribbling I, and take-ons. I really agree. People Had he scored
2: down. at Anfield, I feel this would all be would like a completely everything. different yeah. story. Yeah.
4: If he scored that goal yesterday, it would have been a brilliant, brilliant goal. And it was really close. And, you know, I'm not going to have a go. No, it would have been a fantastic goal. What your, what Wasn't you looking close. at like that for? Well, it was
2: probably a I mean, yard or two <laughs>
4: wide. I mean, it didn't hit the post. We didn't hit the. All right. If we're going to really. But it was a brilliant good chance effort. that he created effort, himself yeah. a really good effort and he showed. No, I'm just. I'm not having a. But this whole. Would idea, you take him out of the team? No. Because, Keep him in? Well, I mean, well when. when um, like it depends. If Lacazette's back, then I probably would take him out of the mm. team, yeah. I'd certainly play him in the European games, um, you know, coming up. Possibly, yeah. But that's like. I feel, I feel like, you know, in the European games, like that team, we should talk about, interestingly, seems much more up for playing in a slightly more carefree, Mm. one might say arrogant, as you referred to it before, style, than the first team. One wonders which players it is. I
3: mean, I suppose the the caveat... I mean, I agree with you, except the caveat is Forrest and Liege were awful. Sure. They, They were poor. Um, they didn't chat. Yeah, you know, they, they weren't any danger at all.
4: But I still felt against the age. Like we we, we, we started immediately on the front foot, mm. and you know, kind of attacking pretty consistently in a in a very impressive, intricate way. You know, Martinelli, fa- fantastic looking. Great. So I, was, I but, but in answer to your question, um, I probably would bring Lacazette in just because I think he's he immediately improves our our, our, our attack, um, and Pepe might not start. Yeah, but you know, but I don't think you I don't think you automatically take him out of the team as you're putting it just yeah just I wonder sake. whether
3: we're quite playing him in the right way at the moment and I think he like, like many of the other or some of the other players perhaps he's lost a bit of confidence from that Liverpool game some of those touches were lovely yeah. mm. I know we played genuinely genuine and quite badly I mean aside from that yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I thought you know I, I thought he was good then maybe he's, he's he's clearly struggling a little bit but I think almost the worst thing you can do at the moment is take him out of the team yeah. so I think yeah. you, you play through it and, 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 and see and see where it goes we well, see how he felt about being
0: taken off after 60 minutes yesterday. He wasn't best pleased, was he? And, and Saka was left on the pitch. Uh, oh, Sorry, on, on, was it yesterday? Yeah, we just yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but he, he,
4: he, you say he wasn't best. I mean, you, you wouldn't be, would you? But he, did, he didn't yeah. um, stomp off or anything. He, uh, he, he, um, he shook hands with yeah. Emery. Bit, sure that. A bit early for him to
0: stomp off. But I think we've just got to persist. Uh, you know, you spent £72 million on a player. You've got to give him
2: the chance to yeah. adapt to the league. But it sounds like you would have him out of the team, Josh. I don't know. I just think it's... An opportune moment to potentially yeah, to like give him league, a little bit. How many bit of time. games has he
3: started? Actually, it's not all be five of, by now. Yeah, it's nothing. It's, yes. Okay, it's but nothing. I just, I just, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm not saying definitely, I mean, but I have the team, is incredible I just think
4: that now every because every single game is analysed. You know, of ridiculous. course, yeah. like people like yeah. us. You
2: know, yeah. It, by, but I, but I agree. I'm just it's... saying, as soon as Lacazette's back, which you know, hopefully isn't too far away. Mm. Yeah. Do you pull out Saka now, who's probably been at least a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10? You know, mm. really, you know, probably one of our better performers in the last couple oh, of I play, games. I played Saka, Lacazette and Aubameyang, yeah. definitely, yeah. So that's what you... I'm saying, you but would put is, him out of the no, team. No, that's, that's,
4: that's on form. I'm not that's not pulling him out of the team. I just think, Lac- well, for me, Lacazette is well, immediately has to go put, back in the team. Okay. He's like so the you're putting name. him on the
2: bench, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, he gave him 25, on, he gave him 25 minutes against Liège. And I yes. thought, you know, it's it's a sort of game you just desperately want to get someone on the pitch when the team are playing that well make opportunities and get him a goal and it's a shame it didn't happen well, you, you, you but say that it? said if I may <laughs> <laughs> I'm what it you was great say. fun watching the team against Liège and I think yeah. the difference between this That's year and last year is because we've got rid of so many fringe squad players yeah. who you know there's no fun turning up to watch El last year, who was never really going to get any game time in the in the Premier League. Whatever he did in this, but actually, if you look at that lineup, you've got in who will be back in the team very soon. Mustafi is an anomaly here. Rob Holding is really pushing for a place. Tierney, we assume, is going to come in and play. Torreira has been playing in the Premier League. Sabaus has. Medel Naz has played a lot of Premier League football. Willett was coming on yesterday. Nelson's played his part. Even Martinelli's come. So these are all people that are actually being involved in the Premier League side of things. And I think that's the difference because we got rid of so much, you know, deadwood. Now it's quite fun to go and watch these players because they're all playing to so have an impact that will oh, lead them into getting oh, to the Premier League. 100%.
4: Percent, and he deserves some credit for <laughs> <laughs> that. massively. Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's also does. a lack of players. <laughs> That's yeah, what but, I'm saying. It's just more fun. But he's helped get rid of those fucking shit players that okay, Wenger had lying around for years and years and years. Mm. How long do we have to part with washing fucking El Nene? <laughs> I mean, mediocrity, the medioc. you're absolutely right. The, those experienced, tedious mediocre players. What are you gonna yeah, say, Dick?
0: just on that point, I think it's the
4: management group that deserves credit. Oh, yeah, the, the whole
0: group completely. But getting, getting right, the other the thing that people
4: love to do is not give him any credit yeah. at all. I give everything all credit to <laughs> the management group about
0: every signing. I, I just think he lacks inspiration. As a coach, I, I don't really look at him and you feel positive about anything really, to be honest. But Well that may um, be so, but his
3: brief is literally to get back in the Champions League. yeah, And, and, then, and I, I, if he achieves that, then he's hit his brief. But
0: what do we do then? Do we kind of just get rid of him? I, I reckon we should, if there's a good option out there. Um,
3: hey, if, if he
0: got us into the top four, right, yeah. this year, as
4: you say, he's not, not going to go anywhere, um, then he, isn't he on another year's contract anyway, I think? Isn't he? That's a He's a year's option. extension, yeah. He's,
0: hopefully it's not linked to getting top four. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
4: oh. I think it probably is, isn't it? But I, if, if a top-level, top-top-level manager is yeah. available... At that point, I'd be fine. I, I, I would be unsentimentally, unsentimentally fine yeah. in getting rid of him in favour of, but I wouldn't just get rid of him at any point for the sake of it, which is what unbelievably yeah. I think a lot of fans do uh, right now. Because they're so obsessed with this idea that he's a negative manager, which I just don't, I think is an unnuanced version I, of what he's trying to do. I think <coughs> what he's trying to do is play counter-attacking football more, but and is he more attention, I think so, and pay more are, are, attention. Are, are you sure? No, I'm not. I'm I not think sure none what of us I are sure. think. That's the whole no, problem. no. <laughs> I'd like, you know what? I'd love to see, because I read some articles. I asked for some articles about his yeah. time at PSG, and Le Grove gave me some, right, which were clearly very much against him. Anti- at the same Emory. time, I found some that were very much in favour of him. Very interesting, long pieces about how actually, well, a good coach he was and stuff mm-hmm. at PSG, and giving him some credit for the fact that they played quite good at yeah. for For Obviously, he had huge stars and everything, right? <laughs> but the other thing I was going to say was what I'd love to see was an in depth interview with him, presumably conducted with a translator. Asking him all this stuff. That's what I want to see, you know, because in post match interviews, you just get him saying the same lame things that all managers say. You don't, you, you know, even with his difficulties of communication. Mm. I, but I think with a translator, a long, long piece, then we can get to the bottom of what he wants. But, but looking back at those pieces about how he was at PSG and his previous teams, he does seem to prefer a counter attacking starter kind of and, and changing in attack, being being fast. Pacey, the transition, all these kind of cliches that we people talk about now. Paying attention to the transition, everyone. Be- it needs the players to be very intelligent, I think, which I'm not sure in certain players. Also, what's the value have in, have?
3: in doing an interview explaining what your your your, uh, your game plan is going to be essentially? Because everyone's just going to adapt to it. You might as well. Well, there it's is better that. not to say it. Well, there been, is a. Well, Guardiola sure. has done that, <laughs> and
0: it's not been a problem for him. Uh, I, 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 I just think we're, we're all having this conversation and debate a year and a half on this because none of us are quite sure in terms of what he's doing. If we knew exactly what his blueprint was and what his tactics are and what he's trying to achieve, I think he would get a bit more credit and a bit more time because, all right, you're trying to do this, we can see that. But one week it's this, the next week it's something else. Um, and, you know, you think about, you know, wanting to play counter-attacking football. Mm. He then plays Torreira as a, a number eight box-to-box when you've got Joe Willick, you're kind of waiting in the wings. Um, So yeah, some of his decisions don't kind of add up Mm. um, And
2: generally just not quite sure about him What did you think about Callum Chambers? On, on Sunday And I thought He's, he's taken his he, chance He was the man so, of the match I believe Yeah, I think was. So, yeah. Was he yeah He's taken his chance But really now right, he's yeah. presumably Going to be pulled out The team for better Bellerin As soon as he's back He's really unlucky That he didn't start yeah. The season at right back Very unlucky And I no, don't know where Maitland-Niles goes from here Because if you look at the Centre midfield options He, goes, he sees himself Europa, Europa and uh, yeah, but it's like, and the, uh, In terms of his long term He's be third choice Right back now Behind yeah, yeah, You yeah. know Chambers yeah. behind Bellerin And at centre midfield There's a hell of a you know, but in that's front a good. I mean,
3: that's a good challenge. me. Right? Yeah. and it's the same thing with the Is we used to be too sentimental with these players, and exactly. at the end of the season, if he's third choice behind everybody, then and you yeah. could get what? What you get for at least twenty million for Maitland-Niles because that's the that's the market mm. for English players. Yeah. That's what maybe. you do. Yeah, and you know, if he can't rise to the challenge, or if, or if you know, whatever, then that's that's what happens.
2: There's been a breath of fresh air watching chambers. Yeah, he's been great. It's
3: just in his tenacity, I think, all of the, this, it, it, all,
4: all these little things I think we've missed. For me, like, we're a couple of tweaks away. And yeah. to this bigger point about what the star and everything. I still think, again, we can't really judge until he's got, you know, three first-choice defenders back regularly yeah. playing in the team. Who knows what difference, you know, having Bellerin and Tierney will make to someone like Pepe, you know, for example. You know, I, I just don't think at the mm. moment... You've got some quite, and the big Jacques question for me, the huge, biggest, massive tweak of all. I know we do it every week. I still can't quite come to terms with the fact that he's picking Jacques in that deep line role and not Torreira when clearly Torreira, that is, Mm. he must see something. He said something recently about how Torreira hadn't been fully fit and didn't feel comfortable entirely this season. And and Tureu wasn't amazing, was it against Manu? Where he did play from the start, he had, didn't have the best of games, I would say. Whereas Gunduzi seems to be having, you know, he's pretty much. Good. So, but you still think he's a better bet, wouldn't you? In that in that kind of. Yeah, more de- most defensive position.
0: I think most of us are kind of at the end of our tether with Granite Jack and Alan, the <laughs> yeah. decisions that he. Well, makes it wasn't just Emery;
3: Wenger was a, yeah, as loyal to him same. as well. So yeah. there is
0: something clearly something there, and the Swiss and, national yeah. coach giving him the armbands. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah so, so I, there is there. something there. You know, he's he's probably the most experienced in the midfield. Mind you, you wouldn't know it sometimes. Yeah,
4: but the, like look, yesterday was a classic example. He actually had one of his better games. Generally, yeah. right? There were still a couple of key moments where he gave the ball away and and fucked up our attack.
0: Counter-attack, yeah. K- the, one, do you remember? Yeah, but this well, is it again, right, Boyd? If we're a possession-based team that's going to keep the ball and recycle it, it kind of makes sense for him to play. But if we're going to be a counter-attacking team with pace, where he's going to be exposed quite a bit, yeah. you know, when we do go yeah. on the attack, is he the right man? Again, it's kind of his tactics and his player selections. Don't I, agree with that, I agree with that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to see more of Torreira. I'd like to see more of Willock, who I think is by far the most impressive young talent we've got right now. I think Saka's Better than Saka? Yeah.
4: Really? I think they're both. Re- re- I think they're both really good, but Willik yeah. and on that yeah. point, very good point. Thank yeah. you. I mean, we of course, we've got to discuss the the Ozil thing. For me, right? I'm just, every, people. The Urzil fanboys and girls, the, the, a cult of fa- the cult of Urzil, which you may be a member of. But why would you pick him ahead of Willock? Why? What's the fucking point? And why would you put him on the bench? This whole he's not even in. I, I don't care. I really don't care. I, I, he's already out of the out of the out of the club as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, he'll go down in history as. A brilliant, brilliant player, one of the most skillful players we've ever had play for Arsenal, who did not deliver enough yeah. on a regular basis. And who can argue with that? Well, obsessive fanboys can argue with it, but the, <laughs> the reality is, I've watched him all this time, and, and he just not did not deliver. And now, why would you now go back to that when you've got two or three options in that in that kind of position who are all like
3: hungry, hardworking, and skillful? Well, the reason you'd go back to it um, is that he, out of all of those players, even though he's got you know, numerous reasons not to pick him, which he, and he's not being picked, no. is, that, is that he still has the eye for a pass that none of those other players have. Yeah. And I'm I do, I'm, I'm with you. I think they need to move him on because his time at Arsenal is, is over. You know, it really is. But at the same time, he, he always was the kind of player, even at Madrid, he used to come on for 15 minutes or something like that. It, that happened quite a lot. And maybe he is the kind of guy that if you're struggling to break it, you bring him on then. But um, but I think there's so much water under the bridge now. It's, it's mm. yeah. I think he's, I think it's too difficult. I mean, like, he, yeah. His only Premier
2: League appearance was at, at Watford. I think yeah. that's his only Premier League appearance this season. Yeah,
3: where he was
4: fine. I mean, he was absolutely fine. Brilliant ball! He did exactly what
2: Jim just referred to. A brilliant ball in for I think for Madeleine Niles across yeah. it for Aubameyang. Yeah. It, know, a, have, a game-changing pass. But do you agree? We haven't
4: got any players who can supply. We've got some good players um, who can we supply. We have. Some, we haven't got. As he's as as got
3: that. That's what we bought him. He's that classic number ten. He's you know he's been he's been one of the, well, certainly at the, when we bought him at least, he was one of the you know, finest in his position. And mm. that's, that's what he can do. It's just that the more, you know, football's a little bit more athletic than when we signed well, him. I think and, he's, good, and, he's, and he's not. Isn't that an important point though? Yeah, I think football's moved on. I don't. I think, think football's moved on, but also he's got older. And, yeah. you know, fo- yeah. and footballers do um, degrade, if yeah. that's the right word. No, <laughs> good word. And, um, and also football also yeah. uh, evolves. And I think he's probably the wrong... You know he's he's a bit of an anachronism, yeah.
4: and the stories are coming out now, aren't they, Dean? I, I you know I know you're a fan of his but of, of you know issues in training, and I yeah. thought these things are leaking out. Murataka referred, I don't know, in you know in his book, I haven't read it, but I read reports of saying you know got really angry with him for various periods for not. Trying hard enough, all of that. I mean, you can't yeah. ignore that, can you?
0: I think so. The club just needs to be decisive. You know, I'd love to see him involved in some, you know, some element because he's a top, top player. And I think there are times that we will need him, such as Bournemouth at home. I think he would have been an asset to the side. But if we're not going to play him, you know, be frank about it and completely isolate him from the squad. He's played in some cup games. He's played in some Europa League games. He's played in one Premier League game. You know, I mean, is he in or is he out? I think he has been pretty from... out now, though, isn't he? Because yeah. he wasn't in the in the. But then the other day they gave him the cap, well, number five captain or something. You know, whatever yeah. that might be. Yeah. Um, it's like if you're not going to play him anymore, kind of get him out of the sides. But you know, if we've got him on the books, if he's available, I think he's an asset. Have him on the bench if you know if required. To come on and change the game, but
4: yeah. has he ever been a come on and change the game for us? Not player? for us. Not for us. Not for us. Yeah, but, I, just don't, um, I
0: think what well, again, you know, you've got if you've got
4: like Martinelli or someone, but he's yeah. a come on and change the game player, isn't he? More than him, I have to say. It. I've got, uh, for me, it's like it's uh, it's such old news to me now, yeah. and I see these players that are so much, and I feel they are skillful as well. They're not exactly like him, but I think what makes them not exactly like him is probably what makes yeah. them a better bet right now. But I think it's linked, to,
0: it's linked back to the frustration that people have with Emery and his style of play or lack of it. It's like, what what you. Trying to do what football are you trying to play? Oh, we've got Ozil on, in the wings. Why are you not using mm. him? If we had a clear, kind of distinctive way of playing that would not need an Ozil, i.e., counter in fast physical, football. yeah, we, we'd get it. We, we'd kind of get well, it. I think that's
4: a good indication as why that he is trying to play like that, <laughs> but just not achieving it enough. I agree, we're <laughs> not achieving it enough. <laughs> yeah,
2: it could go on for days. Josh, you in crying tears again. for Ozil? I'm sad. I think it's a sad situation that we've allowed it to get to this position with the, the football club, and of course, if we could turn back time to when it was going to seemingly time, be like, um, Sanchez or Ozil that were, we're going to stay at the club. And yeah. it just played into Ozil's hands that he was the one left at the club. And from a PR point of view, the club had to give him the huge deal. Mm, yeah. But it's a sad situation where you've got someone who was an integral part of our team and would be selective every game for you know, for years under Wenger. Even you know, last year, I think, uh, you know, played 26 of the Premier League games. To now be frozen out and to have that breakdown in relationship... I I don't understand you disagreeing with Dean that he shouldn't be on our bench, that he doesn't have anything to contribute. That I'm, that I'm totally with Dean with. I look people, at that I team, see, <laughs> apart from you know, Danny Tobias. I mean, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dean Dean hang on, let me speak. Dean, when,
4: Dean said he wants the clarity of either not not putting him in any of these
0: squads or picking him. And for but me, I'm that, not that's putting good, words into Dean's mouth. That's a you contradiction. I felt
2: he should be on the bench against Bournemouth. I think he's at least. an
0: asset to have on the bench. We had three defenders on the bench. On yeah, You bench. did also say you wanted the
4: clarity of whether he's in or out. And if he's starts putting him on the bench, that's not clear. Well, if he's out, say that and leave him out. We can't. You don't say it, do you? You don't go around going, I'm... He's out now. You just don't pick him and he's not being picked, clearly, in, any, yeah, in either of maybe. the squads. So that, for yeah. me, the clarity is happening before I just, our eyes. And know, I don't have an issue
2: with it. Guendouzi, I think, got his first assist ever, possibly, in the Premier League. That went against Was it against Tottenham? Um, you know, I don't think of Torreira as like an assist machine. I think, to buy aside, I don't see, like... Anyone who's hugely creative.
4: Well, look, he's we'll is, is a creative player. We're capable. Okay, of, but of...
2: you know, he's been at the been part of the first team for what you know eight Premier League games this season. He hasn't yeah, been cool. there, done yeah. it, and proven it. I just think it's strange that to have completely had that bigger breakdown in relationship. But I do think it's I now. Think, I, I do don't... think it's over. Yeah. Like Ray Pardo I was on Talk Sport it. this morning saying that it's now over because we did have pieces of last season when he was frozen out and there was that strange one he got left out away at Bournemouth because Emory said it was too physical a game for him but then he was sort of brought back into the, the sphere but now to leave him out in successive games including a European game where you think yeah, okay yeah. let him play Priority. in Europe and this is now a clear sign that there's probably no way back
4: I mean I'm sad that he didn't come I'm sad that he didn't turn out to be you know one of the greatest players in our history but I just don't think he has and I think you know there are bigger issues. I think that, you know, I'm more excited about the squad and the young players in that squad. But you can what see this squad else. evolving as <laughs> yeah. the season progresses, which yes. I
3: think is massively exciting. Agreed. And I think you, you could easily see a completely different, well, it's not completely different, but a, a different starting 11 at the end of the season to the one that we yes. started the season with. Yes. And I think that's got to be something to, you know, to get excited about. A
0: quick, interesting stat, despite yeah. him being frozen out every now and then, Meza Oza has created the most chances under Unai Emery out of all Arsenal players 49. I oh, you know, yeah, good. Still, still happy for him. To <laughs> um, do we need to
4: do a prediction, or we're going to do another podcast before we've got the international boring international break. Then we're not the, going to
2: have a podcast beforehand. Before Sheffield. So we're playing another Monday night football. Night.
4: Sheffield away. So we have to get a prediction,
2: Jim. There is a train that I think leaves Sheffield about 10 past 10. It's a hell of a, hell of a risk wow. for those who for, might be... I love uh, the driver, Boyd. Yeah. <laughs> what you need is your driver from the ground yeah, okay. straight to the train station. Yeah, So yeah. taxi we'll at the ready. We'll I think we'll you can uh, do a runner. Are you going for that one, Boyd?
4: Um, not as far as I'm aware. No, I don't think so. No.
2: Not unless a arrange a driver yeah. and yeah. some um, red yeah, wine.
4: Anything could happen in the last minute. What do you think is going to happen in that game
3: it just goes to show what, what we're capable of at the moment. That, that, um, I find this one hard to call, to be honest. It is tough, isn't it? It is tough. Because Sheffield United played really well. But against, I think we'll win it, it because Liverpool? I think that, yeah, but I think uh, there's, you know, away is going to be harder than it would otherwise be. But they are, oh, I don't know, should I say draw? Yeah. Draw. Say so so what's in your head. I think. Draw? We're score. capable of either, but draw. Um, one all. One all. Yeah,
0: I'd agree Dean.
3: with Jim. One one. Really? We're
4: going to have a four house. Josh?
2: I was tempted to. Did you like the fact that even in their
4: or... drunken podcast, I still got them to do predictions? You know. Yes,
2: so, I yeah. applauded. Thanks you privately as yeah. I was listening to that <laughs> twelve thirty at night man. or whenever you sent it to me. Josh, look, Sheffield United are still one of the favourites for relegation. Let we have to put this into yeah. perspective. Have yes, t- they
4: other perspective is all these teams can do well against. they they've got a different
2: United style of teams. play, which. Mm. which yeah. You might have, have got probably we'll, probably, They've got a firm
3: start of play. They do. They do. I mean, if we play that, it'll be We fun might have Tierney and t- 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 Bellerin. Hopefully, we'll,
4: we'll have Tierney, Bellerin, maybe holding. Maybe 1 yeah.
2: 0 to the Arsenal. Oh, look at that. And there's positivity for you. I'm going to say 2 1 to Arsenal. Yeah, Here's Very hoping. Nice positive.
4: nice positive end to a positive podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, been, uh, it's been great fun. Um, I saw you put a picture on your Instagram of a dirty. Uh, oh, vegan yeah. burger yeah, so have awesome you got any updates dirty beets dirty burger. Beats burger did you try it do
4: you know what? I didn't actually have it I had well fish you just and did chips. a photo of it yeah I, well, I did the photo of it because I only mentioned it and I kept meaning to take a photo of it yeah but that is it doesn't look that great to be honest dirty right. Beats burger well it's a nice fish and chips because I'm not fully vegetarian I, I do eat fish and stuff the right. fish and chips is fucking huge I'll tell you that right I mean it's massive right? how much does that set you back it, in club level oh, yeah, yeah yeah club level 12 I quid? think it was like 13, 13. quid 13 f- but it is huge so give them some credit Masses and masses of chips, that's all I'm saying, yeah. And a good fish, a good, Decent decent piece of fish, yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you very much to Jim Eastlower on Twitter, Dean AFC Camden on Twitter, Josh, Josh Landy on everything. At Josh underscore Landy. Oh, at Josh underscore and me, Boyd Hilton. And um, thanks for listening, and we'll be back after the Sheffield United game. Bye.